yo, yo. The almighty song plays here, representing Brotherhood 603, Celestial Beans. And when I'm in the mood to educate and celebrate, I tune in to my dude's cheese and Sir Love Day. I crush a lot of podcasts. Tune in or get slapped, pendejo. Peace. Crush a lot of podcasts. You know we crush a lot. Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese, as always, here with Sir Loveday. Sir Loveday, how are you? Great. And introducing, we go from a duo to a trio, the lovely Kalina. Kalina, how are you? Hello, doing good. Man, welcome to the show. This is all about big pun, our top five big pun, and we had to bring in the big dogs all the way uh, from New York City, but just landed in Vegas, so we got a really quick 30 seconds. Oscar Pena. Oscar, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, everybody, for having me. You know, I'm back now. <laughs> Crush the home. Yeah, Oscar's been on our show before uh, with a uh, with a big puns uh, a, a widow, uh, and uh, we've been busy collaborating, talking about big pun. You have some big things coming on up right now for big pun. What are you What are you excited for? We're approaching the twentieth anniversary of Capital Punishment, and you guys are doing big things. Over there, the Reels family and um, and Oscar over in, in his side of the world. Uh, what are you doing for Big Pun? What's going on in the world of the Reels? Oh, man. I mean, it's a great time for the Big Pun legacy and his brand, especially now coming up on the anniversary, 20 years of Capital Punishment. We've been able to kind of uh, mend a lot of relationships and take the brand to the next stage. I'll mm-hmm. give you guys, you know, um, some inside information, but, you know, it'll be up now. So Loud Record officially is back. Loud oh. Record. So uh-huh. um, this Tuesday that passed um, or passing, uh, Steve Rifkin will be with Funkmaster Flex to announce the return of Loud Records at Sony. So oh. that's going to be historical. Um, he'll be up there with a few people from Loud, Havoc, Raekwon, but Loud oh. is back. And what that means is that with the return allowed comes legacy projects and albums. And uh, it's not a coincidence that the same week the loud um, label is being announced for anniversary, we're celebrating the anniversary of Capital Punishment. So just to let you know where the brand and legacy is, we have a great relationship with Sony. So please know that Liza Rios, Big Pun Estate, and Sony are back in bed together and doing some amazing things. It's not only loud, but it's fun, the legacy, and the brand. So we have an amazing merch deal that Sony has provided for us. So get ready to get your official Big Pun merchandise coming mm. from the state and Sony. If you guys are aware, a few weeks ago, we put out a lawsuit on Walmart, $10 million lawsuit against anyone, everyone who's been abusing the Big Pun brand. For mm. too many years, uh, Pun's legacy and brand has been abused. People have been bootlegging not showing it the love and respect as they do with the great brand. Not only Tupac and Biggie, but Bob Marley and um, Elvis, mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe. That is the way that Punk's legacy must live on. If he's an icon and will forever be um, remembered, his music needs to be appreciated. So that's what we've been doing, is cleaning it up. So not only are we back with Sony, have an amazing merch deal. Uh, this April 28th, make sure you go to the find the Patrick doing Big Pun Collabo, limited edition. There's only a few pairs, but make sure you get yours. 
I know you got yours, my brother, right? Yeah, I got that link. <laughs> you got my debit card. Yours, man. So we made that happen. So there's the Big Fun Sneak collabo, the merch, and uh, we're working on a few other things. So there's going to be another phase to the pun uh, celebration and legacy this summer. We couldn't put everything together to hit April 28th, the release. So we're doing the sneaker event launch. That's going to be at Bronx Sports in the Bronx where Pun used to shop at. So that was amazing to be able to come to a store where he bought his clothes, bought kicks. We'll be in there not only celebrating the album, but releasing the sneakers. So that's this Saturday. But stay tuned, man. The, the brand lives on. There's a lot of big things we're developing. Uh, for his legacy, and are excited to, you know, bring to a new generation what what Pun meant to the culture. And I mean, we've gotten so much support. Like I'll tell you, just a few of the people that once we put the sneaker hit me, Tracy Morgan went crazy. Mm-hmm. Jumped on the phone with Tracy, told me he loves the sneakers, can't wait to get them, and he supports Pun. The brat hit us up. She mm-hmm. loves the sneakers, can't wait. And so many things are happening. So stay tuned. Stay listening to Crush Rock. And I'm here, brother. Thank you for the support. Anytime you need me, I'm here. Let's make it happen. All right, thank you so much, Oscar. I know your time is there. It's busy. We appreciate the love and support. This is how we Absolutely. do it. Latinos helping Latinos, black and brown folks, even though Sir Love Day is an honorary Latino. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Oscar, for your time. Be safe. And uh, we look forward to talking to you more in the future. All right, my brother. Have a good one. Later. Man, we got the scoop right there. The scoop yeah. right there, Loud Records returning. And anybody listening to the show who knows anything uh, anything about hip-hop, Loud Records in the, in the, in the early 90s was the, the pillar of some of the most iconic hip-hop ever. Sure. Wu-Tang Clan, Big Pun, yeah. Raekwon, yeah. The, who, who am I missing? Mob Deep? Uh, was that about my- uh, the Alcoholics? Yeah. How about everybody that mattered? Yeah, it the seems like, the, like everybody was on loud. And for all those people who steal our feed, for all those people who be hating on us because we got something special that you don't have that sauce, this is how we do. We have those <laughs> connects. Now, we don't always abuse them, but we, for this episode, <laughs> we did. And we had, and we, and me and Sir Light, they were thinking, how do we make this podcast? more special how do how do we get more entertaining for you and we were missing something man and we needed to bring kalina into the into the fold she's been on the show before bobby digital and the shot day and those are some of our most well-received um episodes and we needed to bring her into the team so she agreed she wanted to be a part of it we wanted her to be a part of it so welcome Mm -hmm. your debut as one of the official hosts for the crush a lot podcast welcome to the team I'm so happy to be here. This is awesome. You guys are really, really good to work with. So this is going to be easy, and this is going to be fun, and I just really look forward to doing what we do, you know, just letting people know what we like, our opinions. I mean, they're not always going to agree, but, you know. We're not always going to agree, but we're here for the culture. We're here to give a population that resonate with us a voice and an audience. Um, so let's go right into it. Top five big pun. We always we're gonna have a new format, so we're gonna talk about some news of the day. We already know loud records coming, and that's already big as it is. Um, yeah, that sure. might announcement might be out before we drop this. We're gonna drop this Wednesday. I'm gonna try to push it for Tuesday. So if you hear it Tuesday, you got the news, or you heard it first here, or we got it first and we shared it Wednesday. 
whichever way. And of course, <laughs> show up to the Bronx and get your limited pair of Ewing slash Big Pun. Um, the news for this week um, is not really news, but we let's have a, a, a quick conversation about this J. Cole album. It has released. Mm-hmm. It was released on Friday. Um, maybe a, promoted a week before it came out. Seems to be the new cool thing to do. Um, and there's a lot of talk about if people liked it, did it. And I just wanted to catch, a, a an idea of where you guys, uh, opinion is because I know Sir Love Day, you're a big J Cole fan. I, but I also know that you're a critical thinker and you think outside of the box when it comes about, when it comes to music thinking. And I know, um, Kalina, you're very, 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 you, you have a specific way of listening to music and hearing music, very technical. Um, and if it feels right, you put it out there. If you don't rock with it, I know you put it out there and everyone knows I might give you an opinion that's different. I might be trolling you. You don't really know if I am. So it should be interesting <laughs> to see what happens, but that's kind of what I do. I'm going to start with you, So Love Day, because I know that we've been already bantering back and forth and agreeing yeah. and disagreeing on some things. Where's your just initial thought of this KOD J. Cole album? Uh, first thing that came to my mind was surprise. Uh, I was very much surprised. Once I, I saw the, the album cover and the track list, I was super surprised i there's no way i would have ever expect uh expected j cole to have a bunch of drugs on the cover of his album <laughs> um, even if it's tug-in-cheek i would have never ever thought uh he would go that direction i would never expect to hear references to this much drugs on his album i would never expect to hear this many choruses about addiction and popping zannies and this that and the other on his album Never, ever, ever in a million years would I think that would happen. Uh, so I was super surprised. Um, and then, of course, that surprise just kept growing the more I listened to it as I started to understand why it was there and what he was doing with those references and why they were on the album. And then even surprised by the sounds he was choosing, um, surprised by the drums he was choosing. He's always had incredibly great um, and different drum sounds, very 70s uh 80s 90s drum sounds so I was very surprised to hear him move with these sort of sounds uh so it was very shocking for me um, on many fronts but I did enjoy it uh throughout the process um and I still I still play it um every day it gets at least one turn if not two or three well that's that's pretty good replay value so uh so in your opinion a solid album a little different which doesn't mean bad it's just unexpected It was very unexpected, but uh, so far it's been very enjoyable. I think it's great. I don't skip anything. Um, I listen to everything all the way through. It's a very short album. Um, Which which I endorse. I endorse short albums. Right. Yeah, me too. I I don't think that album should be so crazy long anyway. I think when they're shorter, you get more replay value out of them and you want to listen more. So shorter albums, I think, works. They definitely work. Kalina, did you have a chance to hear it? You know what? It turned me off so much, to tell you the truth, Woo! to see how much press take... it was getting. But it turned me off so much because I'm not the type to listen to an album as soon as it comes out. I'm, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's about that's any album, you know. Of course, they do the whole, like, uh, advertising of it, promo of it. I couldn't get to it. I couldn't get to it. I, I, I kind of turned me off. So today, I can't even give you my opinion on what I think about the album. 
<laughs> so it's pretty much saying she didn't have time to listen to mm-hmm. it because it was just too much hype. And sometimes, I, listen, I didn't even get into Kendrick Lamar till years later. Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to listen to Good Good Kid, Mad Kid City. I didn't care to. I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Years later, as people kept talking about it, then I came back to it. Yeah, but, and actually, that turned out to be one of my more favorite albums, if not one of my favorite albums from him. And I'm not even like, you know, a big stand for Kendrick Lamar. Like, that's not my shit. Like, I don't do that. Right. But um, but just for any album, I usually wait, though. I wait till, you know, I down, then I go back to it. So this is probably what I'll do for um, the J. Cole album. Yeah, sometimes sure. sometimes it's good to let it breathe, let the hype go down. But, I, yes. so, you know, I'm a hype beast. So because I, a lot of people forget, a lot of people don't even really listen to music anyways. They right. just, like, go by whatever somebody else says and then they formulate an opinion based off that. I can't do that. Can't yeah. Do mm-hmm. Well, I have an opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go. I got to hear this. Um, It's the equivalent of what I have to do tonight when I'm done with this podcast and that's throw away the trash. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that might be brutal because lyrically, I wow. think it's pretty strong album. Um, lyrically, mm-hmm. um, especially uh, the last track, um, 1985. Oh, I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of that. There's a couple of verses in there. Um, bracket second verse comes to mind mm-hmm. um, that really stand out. But I really think that it didn't catch. It didn't get to where I, I was hoping to get to till the last track. The last track mm. is how I wanted, kind of how I want my J. Cole to sound. And, my, and maybe that's my fault because as a listener, I'm looking to experience it a certain way versus experiencing right. what the artist wants to give me. But I don't care. Yeah. I want to hear it a certain way. And I was a little underwhelmed by his beat selection. I think the lyric, his lyrical context and where he was going, the storytelling and how things merged, I thought it was great. But I just the, mm. I just feel like the beats were not anything to be excited about. There was a couple of them that I did feel that I did like. Um, um, but in general, I just didn't think it was it didn't mesh well with me. Now, it doesn't it doesn't mean that I didn't like some of the trap stuff. I, I prefer I prefer not to have them, but I am not immune to not liking trap. Some trap stuff I do like. I right. didn't like none of these. Um it, it was very spacey trap, really giving room to the lyrics to breathe, which is fine. Um, but when I when we have we're talking about like capital punishment or illmatic, that all kind of getting a lot of love in the same week that KOD came out. You're looking mm-hmm. at lyrical supremacy by all those MC Big Pun, Nas, and J Cole, but you also talk about how wonderful the production is, like for illmatic and for. Um, capital punishment and i just don't feel it's on the same level with kod so a lot of the the <laughs> fans out there who are saying this is classic this is great how are you gonna call anything a classic <laughs> act, uh, over the weekend over yeah. the weekend so and i think that's unfair so, so i Damn, agree with kalina i hear that my initial thought is i like it i don't see what the hype is and it goes with the narrative that I've been having with J. Cole. And I don't want to force my narrative into what it is, what I am hearing. So I want to be careful that mm-hmm. I'm not putting my expectation and making my argument fit my narrative. But he right. doesn't meet my expectations or even come close to it. And he has the talent to blow my mind. And he I just, swear. And he just hasn't. <laughs> 
He just I hasn't. I swear, if I hear him talking about a high school love or like anything that has to do with high school or college or graduating or whatever, I'm going to lose my mind and I'm never going to listen to him again. So, you know what? Somebody better tell me right now. I'm, 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 listen, if I'm offending people because you think it's, you're, it's a great album for you, then it's a great album for you. I, that's great. I'm not, that's fine by me. You don't have to agree with me. All I'm saying, all I'm saying as politely as possible, respect to his talent, He's not, he's, he could do better. He has done better. And I, I am, he, he, I want to print a shirt that says fake woke. Because fake woke, fake woke, fake woke, because he's talking about, yeah, fake woke, because, because, because the stuff that he's saying is, is still surface level. He, I know he could go deeper. I know he could go deeper, but he is like, okay, do your taxes. Where does my taxes go? I'm like, how is that different than what Jay-Z said? Why does he have to be deeper? Why does he have to be such a fucking Because, because he claims to be so deeper. He presents it that way. But it doesn't. I mean, I don't, I don't he know. says he has a steak. <laughs> he says he has a steak, and then I heard it. I'm like, no, it's a bologna sandwich. Uh, I would, I would have to completely disagree. I think he actually went <laughs> super deep on this. Like, <laughs> he actually explained in detail the stuff he's talking about instead of just doing like a lot of so-called conscious rappers do, where they'll just like refer to us a, a subject, be like, yeah, we're doing this because Kendrick. of that, man. Yeah, this is happening, and then just like moving on. Yeah, like Kendrick would do, or a lot of other cats would do. He actually like keeps exploring it, keeps explaining it, has interludes and stuff to refer to it, and then like has those verses like uh, on a couple of the songs, like well, I think the second to last or, or the third to last song, where he's like, "All right, I'm actually going to dive into this 100 percent and just tell you every single thing that I feel about this particular subject and why I think it's happening and how we can fix it." And how I think you should turn yourself around and get out of that hole that you're in. Like, he actually did that on this album. Uh, not to say that he does it all the time, but that on this album, at least, he actually did that. Uh, but after having listened to it and I and seeing all the discussions and all of that, you know, I'm at that space where I feel like it's very good. It's a dope album. Um, I don't like calling anything classic. Uh, yeah, I agree, <laughs> within, I agree. Any time spent. Any time spent. It's good. Uh, I'm gonna listen to it a few. Five, I'm gonna years. listen to it a few more times so but, today. Cool. And, and, I think it's and great. Then, and then once, it deserves more love. Then more when Pusha T comes, I'm, I'm done listening to it. Let's go right into our <laughs> top five of big pun. Um, as always, you can find me at Crush a Lot Cheese on Twitter, Crush a Lot Podcast everywhere else. At Sir Love Day. At Ka, how do you say it? Kazingus. Over on, you know, like Zinga, the unicorn. <laughs> uh, she's the unicorn of the show. Uh, over on Twitter, no other social medias uh, to keep you all you stalkers away. All right, so let's go right into our <laughs> top five big fun. But we don't have an extended two-hour uh, episode, which doesn't do very well on the views. Um, so mm-hmm. let's go right into it. Sir Love Day, uh, top five big pun. What do you got? And, and saying this, we have it could go anywhere. It could be from capital punishment to how yeah to whatever greatest hits to features. It doesn't matter. It's whatever verse, whatever you big pun, it, it's right. fine. All right, no doubt. So for me, I gotta start it off with uh, beware. 
um, off of Capital Punishment. Uh, Beware is like the second track on that album, uh, or, or I guess the first song, because you get like the intro and then you get Beware. And for me, it, it just resonated and became like the perfect way to start like every pun playlist I've ever made since then. Uh, and it's such a great opening to the album. It's, it's incredible to think that such an ill collection of verses that he has on this particular song is like middle of the road verses for him on this album. It's not even like this him going all the way hard, him trying all that much, but it's still a super incredible rhymes uh, that he's putting across just on this on this one record. Um, I love the beat. It's a, it's a great sample uh, without giving away too much as to where it came from, uh, but it's just a really, really good sample uh, that really gives this great sort of mood to start it off and and pushes you towards a sort of darker edge, uh, which the album does have, despite its like moments of of sort of levity and, and, and joking nature that Pun clearly had as just a part of his personality. Uh, it was a great way to start the album for me. I always play it anytime I'm listening to Pun. It's always at the top of my playlists. Uh, and it's a song that just forever kind of brings me back to that phase as a, as a, a teen, really getting into Pun and listening to Pun and getting that album home for the first time and playing it and spending a bunch of time really trying to memorize the lyrics and break down what he was doing and understand him on that level. Uh, so easily going to be always on my list of top pun records, and it fits pretty securely there, number five. Number five. Kalina, number five. Big pun. Okay, number five, I'm going to go with... Actually, this wasn't even on his album. This was off of the Beat Nuts album, uh, Stone Crazy. I believe it was their third single from Stone Crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, this was, yeah, I said it off the books, right? Featuring Big Pun and Cuban Links. Obviously, this song had them a lot of commercial success, but it's just so funny. Like, the verses mm-hmm. are dope, but they're still good. But this song's still good at like any party, at any club. Like, and not to mention, the music video was <laughs> was super <laughs> lavish. You know, they were real showy with their white suits, but yeah. it doesn't matter because it opens up with big pun, you know, he's got such a big personality and then you see him in this white suit, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the best. So I picked this one just because just off the rip, whenever I listen to anything related to the beat nuts or big pun, this is, you know, one of those songs that I can go back to in, in my, I guess in my teenage years. It's just one of those good songs that always makes you feel like, okay, this is what they were about. This is what it was like. And it makes you feel good. You know what I'm saying? Even as a commercial success, it's still a good song. And I'm still going to listen to it no matter what. No matter what. So that was my top. That was my five. My fifth song. Off the books, uh, Beat Nuts, Mm -hmm. uh, Big Pun, Cuban Link. Um, Big Pun had the ability to be uh, uh, MC's MC. But also could be was also a mainstream successful rapper. I mean, he had the ability to write hits, and this was one of them. Um, my number five is maybe a more obscure um, song. I don't know where I, I haven't heard it much in discussions in terms of great big pun songs, though it's great. 
Um, and maybe mm-hmm. I'm showing my 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 Brooklyn nature as I tend to do. Uh, my number five is off the Hell Yeah album, um, and it's New York Giants featuring M.O.P. Um, oh yeah, man! First of all, that beat is ridiculous. That's another one that is like it's it's a, in a way the beat is confused because it's a hard hitting, hardcore beat, but it makes you move. That those two things shouldn't be like meshed so well. But MOP has that energetic style that all even when they're mugging you and killing you. You want to move and you want to dance, <laughs> and that's the vibe I got from this. Because Big Pun, the first one, the he did the first and second verse was going in in a way that wasn't like he wasn't finessing, which he's always finessing because that's his style. But he was really trying to be as menacing and hardcore as possible because he was in there with MOP, and it just was. I could only imagine how they were if they did it in a studio. The energy that was in that room because Big Pun came in lyrically was hard. One of the more hardest songs, at least delivery-wise. Um, his cadences and the way he delivered the words. And he 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 could be low-key. He could be finesse where he keeps monotone. But this is one where he was like really pushing his voice to be deeper, more growly. And he was doing his Big Pun thing. He took the first and second verse and then... You close it off with the back and forth of MOP, and they have the they them and Onyx are underrated in how they ad lib for each other and are each other's hype men, and they just (laughs) I love that back and forth that MOP has with each other. It's such a great energy to have. They're finishing each other's sentences. They're finishing it together. They they're ad lib and they're going boom boom. They're back and forth, and it's and you add big pun to that with this menacing hypnotic beat. It had to be on my number five. And, of course, I'm a New York Giant fan. I'm a Brooklyn fan. So you get the a little Brooklyn, a little Bronx all mixed together. My number five, New York Giants off the Hell Yeah second album. Um, Sir Love Day. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Uh, so for number four, I'll keep it right there on Hell Yeah. And I'm going to jump over to uh, a record that's always on my list again. That's like... A song I will play over and over and over again on repeat. And when it first came out, uh, super, super in love with it. And then I couldn't listen to uh, like anything from this album for a while. Um, because, of, of course, the time that Hell Yeah dropped, uh, it was around the time that he passed. Uh, so for me, this record was just super, super important. And then it ended up kind of disappearing uh, for me for a minute. And then coming back to it, being like, all right, all right, we're all upset. (laughs) We're done being mad (laughs) that he's gone. All right, now let's just enjoy uh, the legacies left behind. Uh, And this is one of my favorite records on my favorite beats. Uh, Probably my number one beat for him that I've I've ever, uh, well, maybe number two that he's ever been on for me uh it's so dope um and it speaks to what i feel is really really missing in hip-hop for the past couple of years uh by, because of the lack of sampling um from different cultures and different uh people being involved in hip-hop and people coming so much from one direction 
Uh, and that's 100% uh, that great uh, Willie Colon, Hector Laveau sample, that great sample of Anita all comes together uh, and makes this incredible song that's just so, so dope, so, so just, it's hard to describe how fun the song sounds on its own. Uh, and then you add to it just some great singing on top of it. And then the sort of back and forth uh, joking uh, conversation that Pun has over the bridge uh, when he's being questioned. I thought you didn't like the beat. What happened? <laughs> uh, as this transitions into the bridge. Great stuff. Super fun song. Uh, 100% will always be on that list for me. It's one of my favorites. And how can you how could you not love that song? It's too much fun. hundred percent. So that's easily like my number four. A Boricua staple in New York yeah. City. Every time Puerto Rican Day Parade comes around, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you experience Puerto Rican Day Parade, Kalina. I know. I know you're from the Carolinas and Miami, but it's in. And I know you have Sir Love Day. I don't know if Absolutely. you stay in the house. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm on the street. I'm Boricua. I'm Boricua. I stay in the house. Mm-hmm. I don't mess around with Puerto Rican Day Parade. A little, I'm a little too old for it. But guarantee yeah, you're going to hear 100% a bunch of times of that course. day. It is, it's one of those songs that is is a staple. I don't have it on my list, so I'm just going to gush on it for a little bit. Let me get my mm-hmm. orgasm on right now. Now, so, the, so it's one of those songs that hits every hip-hop Boricua lover right. And this is one of the times where sometimes Latinos don't get a lot of love for helping hip-hop get to where it is, especially supporting mm-hmm. it. And this was our song. This was our yeah. theme. This was our, our theme song for everything. So when this song came out using those samples, it was like, holy shit. Yeah, and it's that's always gonna live forever. As long as it's Puerto Rican Day Parade, and long as the, there's hip hop, and and we don't get too gentrified, we're going to have this song. That's a great pick, sir. Love day. I appreciate you putting on putting it on, and I agree with you. Um, I don't have it on my list though. So what does that say? What do, what, what do I know? Um, <laughs> uh, Kalina, my fellow Latina, Latinx, um, where are you with your number four? Okay, so speaking, you know, speaking of a Boricua staple, to me, I kind of <laughs> see this more of like, it's just an all around, like, if you're Latino, Latina, like, you know this song, and you're going to sing this chorus, like, at the top of your lungs, like, it's your mom <laughs> on Sunday morning. So I picked <laughs> my number four is from the Yeah Baby, um, their second, his second studio album. Uh, 100% featuring Tony Sunshine. Ooh. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's radio-friendly Puerto Rican anthem, mm-hmm. you know, featuring Mr. Sunshine here. But the cool part about it that I noticed was that it was sampled also by Lalo Schifrin, like an Argentine composer, musician. But no matter what, as soon as you hear this, this is pure Latino intro. Yep. So no matter what, you're singing this, and you know it. I'm not gonna sing it for I'm not I'm definitely not gonna sing it for you right now. my lungs, but <laughs> you know, he's just pretty much, you know, this is for my people. This is what I'm doing. We're not gonna stop. You guys can hate me all you want to, but we're not going anywhere until we make it. 
you know, and sadly, you know, he left us early, but this was pretty much how I feel like he rapped all the time. Like, you can't stop me. This is what I'm going to do. You know, this is my shit and I'm going to represent my people, my culture, and I'm going to put everybody around me on too. So this is why I picked number four. Yes, it was commercial success, but it's just one of those songs like I'm never not going to listen to it. Yeah, and we we're not against mainstream commercial success. If it's good, it's good. Uh, but what makes this song great is that no one is able to duplicate it, and that's what we've been saying: is like have your own sound, your own style. Um, mm-hmm. I wish J Cole was listening, but he did it. Oh so. God! <laughs> hey, but that is but just hate. And I, and I think we're gonna start calling Sir Loveday. We need a Latin name for Sir Loveday because he's he's, he's representing these samples well. I'm gonna go to my number four, and it's uh just you know Sir Loveday is a big fan of just going, just bars. Yep. Yeah, um, and this is one of them. At least, by the way, I measure it. And this is Twins, uh, the oh, cover. Sure. It had to be on there with Fat Joe. Um, and this is one of those like, am I wrong? Did they just take a West Coast beat and were like, yeah, we're gonna slay it on you guys, hundred percent. And it was like, so they were like, they weren't necessarily dissing people. They were just flipping a track that they had respect for. Because I have a feeling mm-hmm. that. Particularly, Big Pun was so well liked everywhere that he also yeah. reciprocated that back. So he tended right. not to have beef. Or Fat Joe mm-hmm. later on was more into in the beef stuff, but not right. necessarily Big Pun. I could be wrong. I'll get Oscar back on that, um, and I'll mm-hmm. talk to like we'll get Liza on the show because we got connections. Like mm-hmm. that. We'll figure out the truth. But for me, yeah. that they flipped that track. The one that beat is always good. If I like, if I like to admit it back then or not. The, the track itself mm-hmm. was great. But then, well, they flipped it and killed this. Yeah, they killed and then, this. And it's me, on my list. I can't believe it. No, well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but, you know, you have the speed and the finesse of Big Pun with the more menacing, laid-back style of Fat Joe. And a lot of people could say Fat Joe maybe wasn't a great MC. I think he was a good, serviceable, what? serviceable yeah. MC. But when he's next to Big Pun, Big Pun pushed him. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the, the action, the, the very pretty girl that has a best friend that's really 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 overweight and mm-hmm. you know the theory is that the, the, the skinny girl is just hanging out with the overweight girl to to right. make her look, look prettier better. i don't agree with that statement don't don't send no emails my way <laughs> if that, go don't don't do that but i have a feeling that's what was happening is like big pun was a bigger star next to fat joe because fat joe knew his lane was to be more slowed down and more paced for this man right. could shine more Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. Yeah. My dude Fat Joe was like, I know you better than me, so go take the shine. 50 ain't never do that. <laughs> 50 never did that. He knew who, who the, where the talent was. And he took mm-hmm. that back seat. He took that L for pun. And I'm gonna give I'm gonna salute him for that. But deep uh but twins deep cover cover was one of those songs like they just going in. And it's in the heart of the, the Capital Punish album. Um, and I yep. recommend it. It also stands out because of the beat so different compared to the rest of the album. It was It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to ignore. I believe it was a street True. single. It wasn't a, a, like a radio single. It was a street single. Um, probably you can find mm-hmm. it like on Kenny Dope mixtapes and things like that. Yeah, I said Kenny Dope. Who, who you know about Kenny Dope? Anybody know about <laughs> Kenny Dope? Some Tony Touch? <laughs> Tony Toka? Of course. Some Ron G? Nobody. Yeah, the king of the king of distinguish. I know you guys know. That's how we do. You better know your education. That's my number four twins. Deep cover. Uh, deep cover. Um, 
uh, cover uh, off the capital punishment. I had to put it on there. Uh, Kaleen, uh, no, let's go. Sir Love Day, number three? Where are we? Number yes. three? Number three. Number three. Put my Spanish in there. So, uh, my number three, just to, before, before I move on to my number three, just out of love for, for twins, that was the record that was uh, my moment when I realized I had to obsessively dissect you know, pun and when he he stopped hip-hop for a moment i think every every really great rapper all of those incredible legends had those moments where they dropped that record that stops hip-hop and everybody who's moving who's doing something who's involved kind of goes wait 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 uh, uh hold on for a second did you hear this song yet yeah, we can't go any further until you've listened to this song. What are you doing right now? Stop it! You need to hear this. And he had that, and he also had within that song. That's another one of those great moments that all the great rappers have. That great line, or that great bar, or that great verse. Where everybody goes, wait, 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 wait. Did you hear what my man said? And Pun had that, and it was literally in the first verse of the song. Uh, so I think I'm gonna have to make sure. Although we often point out the Rebel Lioness for his first verse, we also gonna have to start including this first verse from Twins in that list of great first verses. Cause to to jump in in that first verse and give that did in the middle a little Italy line, stupid and incredible. Um, and yes, it was definitely just a straight remake of uh, Deep Cover, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Uh, and they just totally flipped so much faster too like they, he did it so much faster he killed this shit he killed yeah. it. i think you guys have just covered everything and i'm just gonna say it on my fucking top top song that was my number one Ooh, she just jumped oh, it wow. there you go you don't have to pay you don't have to pay for the avenger i can play it like back to back this song gets so much play in my car <laughs> in my playlist no matter what i'm doing yeah they killed this fucking dr dre and snoop dogg um uh, they killed it. They fucking yeah. killed it. Even Fat Joe. Yeah, people. What the fuck? They don't think anything about Fat Joe. They don't. They think nothing of him. They're like, oh, he's all right. He's whatever. But he, like he got song. off on this song. He got uh-huh. off on this record. Hey, sure. Fat Joe was hot before Big Pun got there. Big Pun just yeah, outclassed true. him. That's it. Yeah. But Joey yeah. was hard for a while. I like that jealous one's envy. Um, a lot. Yeah. Um, that's Kalina's number one. Um, so you know she's down to two. This is how we do in the question line. This is what you <laughs> add her to the mix. She's like, "Fuck yeah, for me, I'm gonna do whatever I want." <laughs> and then she could do that. Go, what am I gonna do? Kick her off the show? I can't do I it. I mean, I mean, we're all in agreement. So we're all in agreement. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. Like that's number one for me. So we got. <laughs> we're going out of order, so people grab a pen and pencil <laughs> and keep track. Sir Love Day, number three. What you got? All right. So, uh, for me. I had to go to probably the record that's most haunting uh, for me. And by haunting, I just mean this particular song is a must listen. Um, If I think of the Capital Punishment album, I will think of every single title and every song on there. But the beat that will play first in my head, uh, the beat that that draws me in a song that I can't even touch the album just to listen to a bit of a verse from some of the songs without playing is you came up yeah uh another great sample uh ramon morris uh great great flip and to feature nori uh who has that great voice who has that way of just exuding energy uh really quickly over a chorus over a verse was a great call 
Uh, he throws it in with with super effort, and Pun just sits back, kind of gets into the pocket and just delivers. You know, you kind of feel like half the time on that song, although he's throwing like a hundred words at you for certain sections, uh, certain sections that he's sitting down doing it. That he's not getting in your face, tearing it, tearing at you. That he's just down. chilling, <laughs> just like. Yeah, here's how it is. <laughs> just effortlessly, uh, effortlessly, just tearing you apart, just letting these words just flow. Um, and it's it's such a great song. I love the fact that he clearly was enjoying it um, himself, um, even shouting out for his own horns and singing along with the horns at a at a point in the song or at a couple points in the song. I love that. It's it shows that great fun playful nature that we just straight up don't have from a lot of cats in hip-hop now uh, but we're getting that and that's it's it's great to get that from a guy who was at the top of his game um at the time that he did it and who was a super lyricist and was able to have fun with it easily you came up top three yeah but uh big pond was a funny dude yeah and it's sorely missed. Just he took it seriously, obviously, because he studied and he did his thing. But he also was mm-hmm. like, "Let's have fun," and yeah. it's, it, that's a great pick, uh, Kalina. We know you're number one. What you got? Your number three. Okay, so number three, um, I picked uh, "Rude Boy Salute," and this is off the Terror Squad, um, mm-hmm. the album. And this is with him. It's just with Fat Joe, Buju Banton, and Big Pun. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, what can I say about this? First of all, it opens up with Buju Banton, and he's so dope. He's so dope on this, I don't even know what to say. This is why it had to be top three. It was very difficult to place my top one, two, and three, so I had to make sure I put it in there. And if you listen within the song, the sample that's playing over and over, but it's sped up, is Sister Nancy's um, uh, Bam Bam song. So it's it's just such a good fucking song. They they all three of them they rip it. Even Buju Banton, even when he's on the hook, he kills it. When he has his verse, he kills it. Big pun, he goes in and he's at the end. Fat Joe's at the beginning. So this song is crazy. It's out of control. Um, it's just really hard, and it's number three. So if you haven't heard it, if you don't know, Rude Boy Salute. It's that's my top three. And 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 a lot of the songs that Big Pun's in with uh. And these posse cuts, he's either the beginning or the end, mm-hmm. and he's almost never in the middle, um, because it's 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 he's either the exclamation point or he's the one that gets you the the opening, right? <laughs> and it just he just works. It just says the diversity of him. Um, my number three is already been mentioned. It's um off the books, uh, with the beat nuts. Uh, I had to put it in there. One that the beat from the beat nuts is is amazing, and you know this. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of New York City house parties, not club parties, mm-hmm. not your lounge mm-hmm. party. The house party where you get sloppy and then you have to take a nap on the staircase and and then stumble your way home. Uh, that yeah. kind of party. I I'm not saying I've been through that. I don't know why I know that so vividly, <laughs> but that this is one of those staple songs that you could put on and make you feel good. But it's also a display of the versatility of Big Pun. He knew how to write hit songs. He just did. There's a lot of good rappers 
who don't write good songs and don't write good hit songs. So Drake is pretty good at writing hit songs. Not my cup of tea, you know, <laughs> but my dude has an ear for what the populace likes. But Big Pun had the same thing, but he just didn't compromise himself the way Drake did. That was a hot take. Don't get mad at me if you like Drake or, or, <laughs> or J. Cole or Kendrick, but they're all pop. They're all pop. Um, so that that's one of the things I liked about the song and why I always go back to it. In a, it's a popular song, but because those albums are such landmarks, Capital Punishment and Hell Yeah, people tend to not talk about that song as 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 the way I see it or the way I think it should be revered. Um, mm-hmm. They think of it more of like a high quality beaten up production. But and I'm I'm interested. I have to go back and maybe I I, I should have looked this up. When did this song come out? Before Capital Punishment? Anybody knows? Or Wait, was it, when uh, off, off the, the books, books came out? Yeah. Um, I think it, it came was, out in '97, so right before Capital Punishment. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like an introduction, one of the first early songs of Big Pun. So that's why it's such revered mm-hmm. as a beat nut song, because you refer it as a beat nut song. Featuring right. Big Pun. But this is Big Pun. And mm-hmm. and it's early Big Pun. So it's good to just timeline wise see his progression. Great song, catchy as hell, and and an early Big Pun, Hungry, um, was always good to listen to. My number three. Sir Love Day. Mm-hmm. I don't have a I don't yes. have a body when they I'll call you Julio. Well, your new name is Julio. <laughs> Julio. <laughs> Sir Love sí. Day, number two. <laughs> number two. Mira, papi, que tú tienes, number two. Dos. Uh, so, <laughs> my, uh, my number two um, is, was going to be, uh, it was a toss-up. So I put two records on the slot because I figured one of these two records was going to be shouted out already by the time I got here. <laughs> oh, no. And whichever one of these two records isn't shouted out, is the one I'm going to use as my number two slot. Uh, so one of them was uh, Twins Deep Cover, and that's clearly been shouted out, and we discussed that. Uh, and so the second record was Super Lyrical. Oh, God, I'm glad you didn't say mine. I'm going to tight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so these two both records were, again, as, as Cheese has mentioned, I love it when a cat just gets on a record and just goes, I'm going to flex these muscles for you. I'm going to just show you that I'm about this rapping thing and I'm not just here to make money. I'm not just doing this because it's a good way to get off the streets and stop selling drugs. Um, I'm not just trying to make a pop record that's, that sells a bunch, but I really, really want you to know how good I am at this. And these are both, those are both records that do it. And in the case of Super Lyrical, you have two of the most omitted names in top fives in the world. And I say omitted because they belong in top fives uh, <laughs> across all of hip hop. I don't care where you are, where you're from, or your personal tastes and all of that nonsense. You better put these two men somewhere in your list. If they don't make top five, you deserve at least a half a slap. 
that they <laughs> belong certainly in your top 10. Uh, and that's pun and black thought. Uh, people on the larger scale are just coming to understand the genius of black thought uh, thanks to a very publicized um, and promoted and shared 10 minute freestyle he did on uh, a Funk Master Flex's uh, radio show um, and posted on his YouTube channel. But he's been that nice for a long time. The kid's been nice for uh, 25, 26 years, is it? Uh, 28 years? What was that first album? Um, he's been a monster for a long time. And it's dope um, that, and it's a great reminder that uh, great MCs recognize great MCs. Uh, and a guy like Pun didn't have to wait until 2018 and when somebody saw him on a freestyle be like, oh, he's nice. I should get him on an album. Um, he knew way back when, before two of you were up on it, that this dude is one of the dopest we have, period. And he knew he had to get on there with this young man. And they got together and they murdered this record. It's some of the best rhymes ever. Uh, and one of the best back and forths as far as, you know, first exchanges uh, from MCs you could ever see. They both pushed each other. They both stepped up. They both did their thing. Um, I'm personally not ready to give either one of them the victory in that one other than just giving it the default victory to pun because some of his lines were just so absurdly good. Um, just out of the box beyond what people were doing at the time. Uh, but Super lyrical, always, always, always a song people go to for pun, and I have I feel no compunction to to go against the grain on this one. I don't care if everyone already knows that this is one of his greatest songs. I know it too <laughs> because it happens <laughs> to be true. <laughs> Super lyrical, without a doubt for me. Uh, top two it's one of his greatest songs easily my number two great pick i love the word compunction i think it's a latin word um <laughs> it's rooted somewhere in latin somewhere. we're gonna gentrify your language you bastards <laughs> shout out to all the white people who buy the majority of hip-hop music by the way um kalina yes, yes. <laughs> what do you got number two okay number two this was like again this was very difficult to place my one, my top two, and three, mm. but I ended up picking um, something off of Capital Punishment, uh, Tres Leches, with mm. um, Inspector Deck and Prodigy. Like, mm -hmm. what can you possibly expect out of something that was produced by the RZA? Like, what do you expect is going to come out of this? Fire! Mm. And then it starts off with a sample from Eric B. and Rakim, I Ain't No Joke. So mm -hmm. what can you expect? And then Prodigy opens, he kills that shit, Inspector Deck smashes that shit, and then here we go again. Big pun. Kills it. Smashes it. And you know what is really, you know, funny about this song is that I had I was reading in an interview that um RG had, and he was trying to figure out, like, after pun had passed, he was there trying to figure out <laughs> why the song was called Tres Leches. 
He never knew why it was called Tres Leche. He was trying to figure out why the song was called Three Milk. <laughs> it's a staple so, Patreon in Latino markets. Yeah, he, yeah, didn't yeah. he didn't know. He had no in the interview, like in the interview he was like, I thought it meant like, he thought it meant like three boroughs. Like he had no idea. But then, um, but he also said, Prodigy also said, you know, that big pun, you know, he was a big fan of Mob Deep. And after they did this song, it got closer. They so were all on the same it, label too, Loud, which is coming back. That's right. That's right. And, you know, this song is just dope. The beat is dope. Production is dope. Everything is great about this song, and this is why it's my top. That's a to- great That's a great pick. Um, the beat is crazy. Um, and I think Prodigy and Big Pum were correct. The Sledges is obviously is... Uh, a, a pastry or some type of uh, dessert in uh, Latino culture, and I would it's condensed milk and a bunch of other milk yeah. for diabetics is a nightmare. <laughs> if you're if, if you're all about drinking water, it's not good for you, but you should try it. Um, but it also did refer to the boroughs. Um, so a little double entendre kind of stuff going on Yeah, that's on there. what he thought it meant. Right. So yeah. I guess so he was I'll, right, yeah. but he never yeah. got any he never got any yeah. closure on no, that no, subject. No, no. My number my number two might be weird or well, if you listen to the show, you know I go off I'm I'm a little colorful, but I don't go necessarily against I don't pick what normal people do. Yeah. So my number two is uh, what you're gonna do uh, off the Terror Squad album um and it's 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 just him it's just him doing pun things um <laughs> it's a lyrical masterpiece at least in my estimation and he sings his own he's singing his own chorus which he shouldn't do <laughs> but it's fantastic because it's like what you're gonna do and punk knocking yeah. at your front door and it's just it's like this comedic way of saying i'm gonna murk you and he met Mercury lyrically, so that whole song is like a lyrical hitman coming to get you. And that's what he did. And he did it on the Terror Squad album, and it's just him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's weird because it says, you know, it's a Terror Squad fe- uh, like featuring Big Pun. It's just Big Pun. Um, that whole label thing, how they, you know, actually put it out there was a little weird. But it's Big Pun mm-hmm. just doing Big Pun things, and they showcase them, and this... This is, I believe, right before Capital Punishment um, came out. So it would good, good um, advertisement. Like, this is the next guy right. in line because the rest of the crew wasn't that hot to really put it out there. Though I heard Tony Sunshine's album did come out. I just never heard it. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and, and Cuban Link, too. I know, I know it was out there. It, it was. It, but, you know, hey. What are you going to do? Um, so that's my number two. I rec- definitely recommend. It's not maybe one of the more talked about pun tracks because most people, like I said before, stick to the first two albums. But he has a lot of good stuff outside of those albums. The stuff with mm-hmm. Fat Joe, the stuff with Terror mm-hmm. Squad, um, some of the features he was on, some of the soundtracks he was on. Um, there's a lot of great gems in there. And this is one of them. And I go back to it because it's what I like in my music It's I'm going to give you serious bars, very clever, speed, double entendre, triple entendres. And then you have this verse that's catchy as hell and comedic. He's still laughing and having a good time. And I just felt like anytime I hear that song and a lot of his songs, they're having a good time in the studio. They're really creating something that was special and they kind of knew it. And, and 
it just came off really well in that in that song. So that's my number two. Uh, what you're gonna do off the Terror Squad album? The only one worth talking about. Don't get the other one. Don't don't don't, don't do that. <laughs> one. Um, so uh, my number two, uh, Sir Love Day. We're here. Yes. Uh, number one. If you like what you're hearing, uh, share. Let people know. Leave a comment. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and any other podcast place that steals our feed. Uh, for they could get views, um, we still get credit for it. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, what do you have, number one? Uh, so I'm glad that uh, I get to be the the person who uh, who first throws this out there because it seems we've got a lot of stuff in common. Uh, but for me, as I've mentioned before, say it and I'll say it a thousand times, um, for me, hip hop wasn't primarily about um, production. That is that is what separated it for me, um, and what made me so enamored by it. You sound like um, a J. Uh, Cole apologist. Oh God! <laughs> no, I don't need to apologize for greatness. Oh, I allow greatness to be great, so I don't apologize for it. I just tell the truth, and for me, it was all about lyrics uh it's what i first really really got into about hip-hop what really stuck it or made it stick out for me was man these guys are doing great things with words uh they're not just singing they're doing way more with lyrics than anybody else is doing so i've always been big on song rap songs where guys are just going in Mm -hmm. so naturally my number one is going to be dream shatter what else could it be uh it fits my MO 100%. Uh, I don't care how many thousand times uh, people have heard it. I don't care if it's a single, not a single. Um, the beat is good. It's a great driving beat, perfect for uh, someone to just be a savage over the top of it. Uh, the beat was huge deal for me um, because of its connection to classical music. Um, this the Wagner or Wagner uh, inspired sounds behind the back of it. Um, the opening sample took me a long time to figure out what it was uh, because it wasn't a straight direct um, connection to the Ride of the Valkyries, um, despite how the rest of the beat sounds. Uh, so it took a while to find it, but when I did, I was super excited. Um, it's one of the first albums. Uh, that I put together all the samples for from start to finish uh, when I first started really digging into samples like that. But this particular song, start to finish, is just some of the best bars you'll ever hear. Uh, And it was a mission for me when this album came out to learn every single one. Uh, That was just the rules. You couldn't could not know great 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 rhymes uh and if this song were to come on people are playing it and you sitting there just doing the end of every bar then you're an idiot you look like a fool and you'll get <laughs> you get made fun of and ran out of the park because you're mumbling through the whole verse and then you go on jordan squadron in the garden you get kicked out so i learned every single lyric i recited on a regular basis uh, if hip hop had a school and there was a class on how to rhyme, this would be required reading. This would be a necessary text 
people would have to learn this song from start to finish before they could graduate with their MCs degree. Uh, because that's how ill of a song this is. That's how great of an MC uh, pun was. And clearly super cemented for me as my number one record because of how incredible he goes uh, from start to finish. No rest, no no playing. Uh, there's a there's a little half chorus, which which I don't even know if you want to call it a chorus. It's just uh, a couple of lines repeated. Uh, but then again, that's what most choruses nowadays are. So I guess it fits. Uh, and he just destroys it. Three verses of fire from start to finish. And some of the stuff he does here, just as far as technique as an MC, is the stuff that eventually becomes, you know, the basis of how people look at like battle rap, the stuff he's doing. And when they look at battle rap, you'll see it's very similar to the stuff he does on this record. When people look at these guys doing their freestyles on Hot 97 and they're like, oh, he did this thing and that thing. Yeah, this is all what was being done by the greats 20 years ago. And now guys are considered nice because they can keep up with what these guys were doing way back when. Uh, they were that ahead of their time. And Pun was just one of those great legends. Uh, a real special and unique one. And this particular record is just a great example of that because of the way he flips it and the subjects he talks about uh, in this particular song. So for me, Dream Shatter is always going to be my number one. Uh, it's the record that was for me like, yep, you got to put this guy in your top five. You can't, you can't ignore this. He's got to be up there. So Dream Shatter. Uh, great number, number great number one, Sir Love Day. Uh, we know Kalina's number one is Twins, uh, the cover. Um, man, my number one is is. Anytime I think a big pun, mm -hmm. this is the first song that comes to my head. And uh, before I go into it, the, if you don't know the big pun story, um, and his death. You know, he he died of natural causes, uh, essentially, uh, because of his, mm -hmm. of being overweight, overweight uh, mm -hmm. a lot. Um, he was obese, um, hence the big pun. But, you know, we've we seen him get bigger and bigger as his career. Um, and I, I say that because it's good to take care of one another and preserve not only our our connection with people, but our talents. Um, mm -hmm. And it's very important to take care of one another. And as someone who had a difficult 2017 from losing, essentially, my best friend to obesity, um, mm -hmm. I could understand intimately the pain that that would bring and how helpless um, things could feel for people who are big. And um, mm -hmm. it's a real thing. Your bones hurt, your joints hurt you're always hungry some of it's genetic some of it is mental health some of it is stress related and this all this pressure to look and feel a certain way and in the crush a lot podcast we really want everybody to just be themselves and really work on being great ambassadors to the global and your direct community but to also push each other to 
preserve your health, your mental health, and to treat people with compassion. If you heard the show, you know we talk about that mm-hmm. all the time. For sure. And and this is one of the things that I'm sensitive to. Um, but imagine what we could have done if, or what where music would have been if Big Pun was still here, especially for mm-hmm. Latino folks. Um, so you know, putting it out there. So if you're having a struggle with losing weight. Um, or just getting healthy. It doesn't. It, you, I don't need you to be muscular or six abs. I don't care. I I get. I got a dad body. Sir Love Day is a big dude. Yep. You know, Alina's all about the workout. She's trying to preserve that temple to be here for a long time, for she can express her creativeness. Is hence why she. Yeah, landed but you here. know. That's that's correct. And it's not only just about, you know, just being physical, like, you know, your physical appearance, because, you know, I always say this looks fade. That means nothing. Correct. But what I can do, you know, is definitely watch what I eat. And I'm not talking about on a diet. We're not talking about no, none of that. No, I'm talking none of that. about what you consume. Correct. Just being healthier. Correct. Just, you know, just to pass it on, whether it's to your mother, your father, your brother, sister, your kids, just to let them know, hey, there is a better way. Because, you know, generations, Latinos, like, what, what, do, they, food. what do they care about? What do they care about certain things, about being vegan or knowing about certain things? Like, no, <laughs> no, mm-hmm. they like their pork. They like their meat. So that's right. Do. Everything you're saying is absolutely on point. Yes, be yourself, but also be aware of. Yourself, because we want you to be here for we can experience your talents and your energy. That means a lot to us. We may not, me and Sir Love, they don't agree on a lot of things. Right. But man, I love that man's spirit, and I love the way he talks about music. I, I tell him that offline all the time. I love the way he talks about it. It's very like, damn, I sucked. I need to kick him <laughs> off the show for I can sound better. <laughs> this is the fact. <laughs> so take care of your health, and, and don't be afraid to challenge the people around you. To also take care of the house, drink more water, all that good stuff. I'm gonna go right into my number one, the one I always think about every time I think about Big Pun, and it has to be uh, I gave you fair warning, beware. And it's uh, it's the track, the track is exactly how I like my hip hop menacing, disturbing, and 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 nothing pop, nothing mainstream. <laughs> it was like the beat itself is this haunting, I'm gonna come get you, and I gave you fair warning, beware. The Prodigy sample, because he's old, you know, he's a Mob Deep fan, and and, he, and right. Prodigy has to be one of the most cut DJ cut up samples ever, um, because he's on every '90s things ever, um, <laughs> and he comes in and maybe he's not his most dense lyrically dense, but it's his first song on the album that was yeah. a landmark that's being celebrated for the 20th anniversary uh, this Saturday, mm-hmm. and it's the first song. And it stayed with me ever since I first heard it. Absolutely. It never leaves. It, it just never leaves my rotation. It's always on my list. It's always a song I refer to. Yes, he had bigger songs. Yes, there's lyrically better songs that he has. But this one was the gateway to my experience with Big Pun. This is when me, as a Latino male, um, was like, we got one. We had a fat Joe. No, but we got, we got a million. We got a platinum selling dude now. Like, like we don't get a lot of victories like this. That's right. We don't. We get marginalized in the hip-hop game. I understand why. I'm not hating. I'm just saying we were there, too. Right. We were there, too. Crazy legs. Mm-hmm. We were all there. So, oh, yeah. Big Pun being the one that rises to the top and celebrated the way he is and embraced in the 90s by all the top 
guys was a big deal and be aware for me was a staple the beat the rhyme the intro like if you don't listen to that track and don't get chills the first time you hear it mm -hmm. man you're in the wrong genre you really are mm -hmm. and uh so that's my number one um a little long of an episode thank you for bearing with us if you like what you're hearing let people know um you can find me at crush a lot podcast sir love day of Calzingas over on Twitter. We'll, we'll work on getting her Instagram. I'm, we're not pressuring nobody. Um, uh, um, but you can find me there. Um, and if you want to be in the show, let us know. Uh, Crushalotpodcast at gmail.com. Do us a favor, though. You have iTunes, Spotify. Go listen to that album, on Capital Punishment. Give it some spin. Um, and I think you really might be surprised. Uh, as always, Sir Lovely, thank you for being on. Kalina, course, thank you. Thank you for joining the show. We got big things uh, on the way. Uh, yes. New merchandise, new website, all that stuff is coming to you soon. Take care of one another. Peace. Peace.